All right, we don't need you to put on the show. I need you to start the podcast. We ready. Uh, you already started it? We already started the podcast. 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 What's up? What's up? What's up? Oh. I couldn't do it. I don't know how he gets that high. You don't got range, bruh. That's fine. You ain't got range, bruh. <laughs> Who are you right now? <laughs> you ain't got range, bruh. <laughs> don't do that. Please don't. Oh, shit. Hi, y'all. What it do? What it do? What it do? We back with the episode for you. We hitting on this five. We doing this shit live. Come through and say hi, because you know that we ready to party. Don't trip, because we getting it started. It's me and Snacks. Uh, It's Sunny and Snacks. Uh, And we eating all your Apple Jacks. Oh, <laughs> You couldn't, you couldn't get cinnamon toast crunch somewhere in there. Why it had to be apple jacks? I know, cause I don't eat apple jacks. I saw it today, I, I, or yesterday. I wanted to get it. Some apple jacks. Yeah, cause who that's, the fuck eats apple jacks? I used to when I was younger. Uh, I never ate apple jacks. That's like, <laughs> that's like teenage kid cereal. It's cereal. Okay, well. Point blank. <laughs> period. Whatever. All right. All right. What's up, y'all? We're here. Episode five. Damn. What? That's trippy. Episode five. Mm-hmm. That's not crazy to you? Yeah, it is. All right. Well, we are the Contrast it LA. Is crazy. Welcome. Welcome back to our show. It's me, Sunny, and my husband. Snacks. <laughs> and uh we are um a couple just keeping it trail with y'all, letting y'all know what's the deal with y'all, letting y'all know how we feel with y'all. Keeping it real with y'all. All right. But yeah, so we're here discussing mental health and all things life. Yeah. I Welcome mean, back. At this point, y'all should be used to us by now. We pretty much are that fixture in your living room, in your car, on your way to work, on that uh that treadmill right next to you. We just, we that new flavor in you, right? Mm, here comes the brand new flavor in you, yeah. Time for new flavor in you, yeah. So, we thank still, you for joining us. Yeah, thank you. We still have to introduce ourselves. That was one of the um, that was one of the the feedbacks that we got from someone was that you know they want to know what we're doing, who we are, and plus anytime you check anybody else's podcast, it's like hi, this is so and so, and we do this, and we're sponsored by so and so, and though we are not sponsored by anybody yet, yet we are gonna let y'all know who we are just in case you're a new listener. So we had a couple uh responses from last week's question last week's question was a good one um you want to read that yeah i'll go ahead and read this it's anonymous one. by the way i don't know if she mentioned that but don't say the name please all right you know we care about your anonymities okay <laughs> i almost had it i practiced it um so this individual said hi guys i already let uh sunny know but keep up the great work you two are so organic and great together. Here's my answer for this week's question. What deep needs do you have that aren't getting met? When I initially read this question, one word popped in my head. Validation. I seek validation in everything I do. Work, my relationship, family, and friends. It's pretty exhausting, actually. What I found in my little 30 years is it isn't others that aren't meeting my needs. It's me. I'm not showing up for myself. How can I expect my loved ones to constantly validate everything I do. For this need to be met, I have to believe in myself, have more confidence in myself. 
I can logically see my own greatness and potential, but feeling it is a different story. I have to give myself the validation I seek every day. It's easy to read this question and think of how others are part of your needs not being met, but this life is our own. As y'all have mentioned in previous podcasts, we have to find our own happy, and that's what this question made me think of. We have to meet our own needs. Happy is within all of us. It takes work every day to find and maintain it. Thanks again for what y'all are doing. It's really pushing me to stop living day by day and start seeing my life as a journey of self-discovery. Yes. I feel that. I give you the, uh, what's these things called again? The poetry fingers? Poetry fingers. Let I us, don't know. <laughs> let's get it. Yeah, girl. I'm right there with you. I, I believe that whole fucking heartedly. No one's reality is your reality. I mean, we talked a lot about that last week. Um, so we won't go too far into like, you know, expectations. But yeah, definitely that. Definitely not waiting for someone else to meet the needs, you know, that you have for yourself. You have to come up with those things on your own. So I, I kudos, girl. Kudos. Yeah, that, that validation thing is a big one. Uh, seeking that or hoping other people recognize your greatness or mm. what you're contributing or, you know, attempting to contribute to this world and to this life. <sighs> Nobody else matters, honestly, but you mm. and how you feel about yourself and how you see yourself. If you're doing everything that you believe that you can, then you're already doing better than a lot of people out there. Right. That's all the validation you need, right? Absolutely. And when you're constantly seeking validation, but you don't feel good about the work that you're doing, it still feels shitty. You know, yeah. so in the end, that doesn't matter anyway. Um, we were listening to Abraham Hicks on the way home and she was talking about a guy came on there um, talking about how he has he feels like there's a bigger purpose on Earth than, you know, to feel love and joy. And it was so funny because Abraham was just like, you're tripping like that is the only purpose here. And anything else is going to fall in line with that. So seeking validation, seeking success, seeking recognition is all going to fall in line after you find that in yourself. Mm -hmm. So just get comfortable with yourself, you know, just really sit down, getting your getting your own guts. You know what I'm saying? And wow. just um, <laughs> and get just in, <laughs> get in your own guts. You know, I'm about to put that on the T-shirt okay. uh, and really like just enjoy who you are and if you don't enjoy who you are well then that's another issue right there that's a different uh route that you need to take to get to a level where you love yourself and you appreciate who you are and what you contribute to society yeah you know. joy and self-love is the way folks yeah i fuck with that i appreciate that thanks for the input um we appreciate you listening and you know chiming in and um we want more, so give us more. Um, now, this um, specific response that I received was actually from the week before, which was, "What expectations do you have for someone that are more for them that are more for you than them?" But I mean, I feel like it could kind of fall in line with um, actually with the answer we just received, and you know, with the question that we had. Sometimes these questions can be similar, you know, but um, worded differently, I guess. Um, so this is from Ellen, Ellen Bowles. I hope I said that right, girl. Okay. Cause you know, don't want to get people's name wrong. But, um, so her answer was, I feel like a lot of people in my life turn to me for self-care advice and spirituality expertise. Although I am nowhere near being a guru or expert on either of those things. I do love helping others to the best of my ability, but sometimes when I'm talking to loved ones about 
bettering their self-care, it feels like I really should be talking to myself. How can I expect my loved ones to take my advice when I do not lead by example? I cannot expect the ones I care about to follow my advice on practicing self-care diligently when I do not actively set those expectations for myself on a daily basis and do not lead by example. So when people ask me for guidance, I try to be very aware of what I'm saying to them because as much as it, because as much as it is advice for them, it's a reflection for me as well. And I'm trying to make my self-care practice less of an expectation and more of an instinctual habit. That way I can better lead those who do turn to me for that guidance. Holla fucking Luyah. I mean, because <laughs> I resonate with that like a biatch. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I do too. I feel like I, I wanted to jump in while you were reading it just because, you know, I felt it so much, mm-hmm. but you, man, it, it's kind of funny because what we were listening today in the car, uh, from Abraham, uh, a lot of times people are trying too hard. Yeah. You know, we, we, we embrace this idea of, uh, this journey and energy and, um, what we want to create for ourselves manifestation, but we don't have to try so hard in trying to obtain that stuff. We can start, you know, at the basics, we can do little things. And just because we're sharing that stuff with our loved ones, doesn't mean that you need to be at that level already. Doesn't mean you need to be that person. Mm. You know, Mm. you can be still in the process of figuring out yourself and figuring out where you stand on your journey and still pass on that good information. Mm -hmm. So wherever, wherever you're at right now, stay there, you know, continue to grow, continue to improve, but don't be so worried about where you're at, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. before you start telling your friends and family that I'm on this journey and I think you should try this and try that. Just don't be so hard on yourself. Yeah. Let it flow. I can feel that. Cause like reading it from, you know, from her, I feel like, that's exactly what it is for me. I feel like a lot of people come to me and seeking help on things. And I'm just like, but girl, I'm sad. <laughs> like, <laughs> I can't help you because I'm sad, even though I can give advice. But I think that's also what makes us so. I think that that's what makes us relatable. Mm. And I think that that's what makes our advice good is that we are on that path. You know what I mean? And we can kind of like play with things and see what works for us and, you know, give those pieces of advice. And it's like, if it works for them, great. And if not, like try again. But I do, I had a conversation with a friend last week about feeling like I'm a hypocrite because, you know, sometimes I stand so passionately in one direction, but I still do shit in the other direction, you know? And I was telling her, cause she kind of called me out on it. Like, Hey, you know, like I'm feeling a way about you doing this, this, and that when I know that you feel otherwise. Right. And I was like, damn, like I had to really take a moment and like, look at why I play, you know, like who am I and what am I doing here? And why am I being a hip- hypocritical? But in reality, it's like, I'm, I'm still doing the work. Right. I'm still doing the work myself. Like I'm not going to be perfect, but that doesn't mean that I can't give advice. Cause I got it. <laughs> you know, I got bars for days. You know what I'm saying? But like I said, I've come from that position and sometimes people are a little bit, I guess, lower on the scale of enlightenment than mm-hmm. you are. And although you may not be walking in that line yet, you, you know, well, at the line that you think you're supposed to be, you still might be higher than what they are currently. And your advice is still gold, right? you know? So, yeah. Yeah, no, I feel it. Yeah, that was great. So appreciate it for for the feedback. Uh, Be ready to answer the next question. Yes. All right. Be ready. 
listen in for the at the end of the damn podcast. We're gonna have some more questions for y'all. Usually we we like go on. I feel like the last episodes we went on for like ever with answering. Yeah. I think I mean, we're getting better at just delivering and then like being like, all right. <laughs> yeah, directly to the point. This is the information y'all wanted. Here you go. Yeah. Cause you know, like I said, for those of you who have continued to listen, I really appreciate y'all because I feel like we do ramble sometimes, you know, cause sometimes we'll listen back. Like he'll edit the podcast and I'll be listening and I'm like, damn girl, shut up, <laughs> shut it up. Always so self-critical. I am self-critical as a motherfucker, but I'm working on it. But my point is, is that we're practicing, you know, as the podcast goes, we're going to get better. We're going to deliver the message and we're going to get out of there <laughs> so that we can pack more into one episode. Right. You know what I'm saying? So what are we talking about today? What are we talking about today? Well, from a good friend of mine, we had like quite a few um, requests requests for like topics. And mm-hmm. one of those requests were, I guess, can men and women be friends like opposite mm. sexes when you're in a relationship? Can mm. you have an opposite sex for a friend, close friends, girlfriends, boyfriends, best friends, friends for friends, best friends. <laughs> <laughs> what are your thoughts, Playa? Ah, let's see. Well, since I'm the man in this here uh, relationship. Nigga, I'm the man. <laughs> okay, shut that up. Um, it's, so for, for God damn, every episode we, we fuck shit up. Knock it shit over. Um, for me personally, I think it's possible, but it depends on the situation. And that may seem like a, a cop out or being on a fence, but it really does depend. Um, if you have, so as a man, right, if you have, uh, female friends who are depending. Okay. I have to cut you off. Why is it got to be as a man? Like, what's the difference? I guess I should let you finish. Okay. Yeah, you should. <laughs> Go ahead. My bad. Y'all can't see the glare I got with okay. this one. He's staring at, at me real hard. I'm sorry. I'm just, you know, I believe in gender equality. You're not going to separate, fem- you know. But anyways, go ahead. I mean, I, I'm all for, you know, gender roles being all mixed up and people doing whatever they want to do. But Rea- to me, reality, there there is a reality to it, you know? Yeah, I feel you. And so as a man <clears throat> in this here relationship, uh, the dynamic that comes about when you introduce other women into our relationship can, can be a big deal, mm-hmm. right? So I think a large part depends on what level of friendship there is between myself and the friends. Okay. So if they've been here like day one friends versus if they're just associates, I just happen to meet them while doing some stuff or they're out at a, you know, at, out at a place or, you know, a business associate, something like that. Right. So that depends that that kind of dictates their level of impact in in our relationship. Totally. Right. Um, going along with that, at what stage of the relationship is this person introduced into. You know. Y'all, y'all think. Okay. So for, okay. This is like a threesome. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. So basically for me, we, we, we're almost a year into our marriage. Any kind of woman I bring in at this point, if my wife didn't already know about it, then I must've just met her. Mm-hmm. There, there's no reason for me to have any kind of long-term female friend and my wife not have already got the, the you know, the lay of the land on who this individual is. Totally. Right. So if you're in a situation like that, Oh, and it, for you, you know, for other people, if they just got into a relationship and and they're trying to introduce their significant other, you know, um, this is my friend, um, speed limit, and 
She has been around <laughs> since day one. We went to high school together. We went to elementary school together. All, you know, all this jazz. Um, it's it's the it's my job to introduce that person and give you everything about them. Yeah. You know, no there's secrets. No, no secrets. Y'all fucked around and I got to find out from her two weeks later. Yeah, none of that. Nah. None of that, right? So, and then it, you kind of got to play that dance where it's up to your significant other to decide how they feel about that person. Now, I know we mm-hmm. both, wait, wait, I know we both feel like people should be able to have friends, especially if they can't, they were friends before the relationship. Right. Right. But depending on how you feel about that person, whether or not the d- dynamic between that guy and that woman is too touchy feely yeah. or, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. All that shit kind of c- comes, comes into play. play. Mm-hmm. Right. So it, to me, I believe that, sh- that they can, okay. but you have to be open, honest, and there has to be a, It has to be a community friendship. Yeah. To me, it can no longer be, that's just, that's my friend. You know? Yeah. You have to be introduced to them. You guys go on group outing so you can see how that individual is. Right. And then if you guys have some stuff that, you know, maybe you're busy, oh, I'm going to go hang out with them, you know, then it's it's more understandable. Yeah. Because you know already know to get down and you've seen that person in person and you know, like, I can gauge now. If if anything's going going on funny, you know I'll I'll know. Right. Okay. Yeah, I respect that totally. Um, and I'm a, I'm gonna talk to you guys from a, a place of who I want to be and not of who I am. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because I am insecure. I'm not gonna lie. I have some some real insecurities that come into play in my relationship. Um, and. If I talk from that point of view, then y'all aren't going to get the bars. You know what I'm saying? Like if I talk to you like of what I sometimes of the things that I do, then it's just like, okay, you know, I'm just contributing to the mass uh, level of unconsciousness that we have. So I am going to talk from what I'm trying to be and who I'm pursuing to be. Okay. So I believe (laughs) that, uh, like, yes, you can have male and female friends. And I, I believe this period. Right. But um, and if you're in a relationship, if you can't trust your partner around other women, then why are you in the relationship? Period. Yeah. I, it's why are you in the relationship with him if he can't have female friends? You know what I'm saying? You you might. It's it's we live in a world where men work with women, women work with men. I mean, there's constant. uh communion between the two unless you're going to keep your man or woman locked up in a in the bo- in a box like what the fuck do you expect he's going to meet women he's going to find women or men you know whatever who have the same things in common with him that are you know um and especially if it's a it's a it whoa <laughs> especially if it's a friend from the past like snacks was saying i yeah i definitely agree there should be no secrets i don't want to have to find out about women you know um, and history from her ever. I, I always tell snacks that like, I'm down with whatever's happening, but I don't want any woman to have a one up on me as your wife. Like, I don't want any woman to ever be able to come to me and be like, Oh, this is what your man does. And this is what happened between me and your nigga. Because then there's a problem. It's like, okay, bro. I want to be able to look at her and go, Oh, boo, I know. I know about you. I know about this. I know about that. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's really just about you and your partner like being honest with each other about everything that's going on. Now, where, like he said, where, where shit gets tricky, if I meet this girl 
or whatever, and she's just a little too fucking invasive, then yeah, I'm going to have an opinion on it. But if she's not, then I, I, I really don't think it's fair for me to. If she's respectful and she's like, you know, not doing anything wrong, then you really got to get over yourself and you know what I'm saying? Let the relationship happen. It's just not fair. It's not fair for you to come in and say, all right, I'm your new boo. You got to cut everybody out of your life. You know what I'm saying? It's like, who, who wants to live like that? That's a miserable life. You know, your, your husband or wife should be free to live as they please. And it shouldn't affect you any. And that goes into a lot of the stuff that we've talked about previously. Um, unless of course that person is disrespectful. If that person is infiltrating your marriage and you can tell that they don't have any respect for you, that's when you come in and you say, all right, look, I love you. And I know this has been your friend, but this makes me uncomfortable. And this is why. And if you guys can talk it out and he can understand, or she can understand your, you know, your perspective on why this is. And, you know, then yeah, hopefully you have a partner who's not oblivious to things and can, you know, see the situation and go, you're right. This is inappropriate. Let me check her or I'll take a step back. But if you have a partner who's like, ah, oh, it's nothing, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, and, and then every time you guys hang out, you're fucking uncomfortable because she's fucking, you know, got her hand on his leg or hugging him too much or just being too much, then maybe you should step out of the relationship. You know what I'm saying? Cause you're gonna have to deal with that for forever. So it's like really just about you and your partner having an understanding, but it's not about making demands just because, you know what I'm saying? Men, men are allowed to have homegirls. Women are allowed to have homeboys, period. It's just a respect level. I don't, you know, I just think that people need to learn how to not cross certain lines when someone is in a, you know, a serious and, relationship. And then to be able to handle that kind of feedback if they do feel uncomfortable about something and being able to address it effectively. Right. Right. Like don't get in your feelings and get, you know, butt hurt because he or she said, I don't like your friend because they do A, B, and C. You right. know, you got to take a step back and see things from their perspective and, and then address it appropriately. Right. I mean, you know, guys, like it's okay for, for women to have male friends. I mean, that's, to me, that's life. That's, you shouldn't be so, gung-ho to 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 have your grip so tight around your your woman that they can't ever be around anybody else i don't believe that me personally and and my wife uh may say that i'm a little uh oblivious oblivious about some of this stuff but i don't personally feel like everybody's always out to get your particular person right well i don't either right i mean i don't think everybody's out to get you but I just think that there are some things that you don't notice about <laughs> like there's things that women do or say or whatever. And to, it's like, you're like, what? Huh? A bird in the sky? <laughs> and it's like, no, yeah. nigga, she's fucking bending over in front. Like, you know what I'm saying? It'll be shit to me. That's very obvious. But again, women. Well, are see, then that's that's what I need you for. Right. So instead of a response being, you know, coming at me like. Where did you like her? Why were you talking to her like that? If if you know me by now and you know that I'm kind of like that, where I'm not, if I'm not interested in in somebody, if I'm not looking at somebody in that way, and I'm not paying attention to those signs that they're giving off, then you let me know. Just all right, babe. You probably didn't peep this, but they were doing this and doing that. They're probably coming. You know, they probably like you or some bullshit like that. So just be mindful, especially if it's somebody that you may have to interact with. If it's a, a one off, like uh, you know, uh, fucking barista or some shit you know, then who cares? who cares? It's not that big a deal. Right. Only address the, the, the things that have a consistency to them or that person might be around 
often. But see, the thing about that is I feel like, I guess I'm, to me, things are so obvious. And when it's like, I, sh- I feel like I shouldn't have to tell you, which we talked about earlier today. Mm-hmm. There's just things I feel like I shouldn't have to tell you. It's like, there's dirty dishes in the sink, nigga. Wash them. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's the same with situations like that. It's like, bruh, it's obvious that she's fucking into you. And the fact that you don't see it, it it'll blow my fucking mind. And then if I see you kikiing it over there, because y'all, let me tell y'all, snacks <laughs> is the friendliest nigga Ever. Okay. I swear every bitch on the planet probably thinks this nigga got eyes for her because you are very, you like to look people in your eyes and I just want us to have a little conversation with you. I mean, but that's what you're supposed to do. You have, if you respect somebody, you look at them in the eye while you're having the conversation. Yeah, but he gives sexy eye. I, what is a sexy bitch. eye? Even what is Booga, a sexy eye? Even booger wolves. What is a sexy booger eye? wolves get licking, li- li- licking lips, <laughs> lip licking and, and sexy eyes. Okay. I don't First know. off, I feel nobody's like... over here doing no kind of LL Cool J uh, lip gloss commercial or nothing like that. All right. So just chill out with the, those descriptors. For me, I'm looking you in your eye, and if the conversation is going and something was said that's funny, I'm going to laugh. Why am I going to have this mean mug look every time I interact? Okay, I didn't say you you can't laugh. I didn't say you can't laugh, but y'all have to see it. I wish I could just film him at a party or something or when we're out. (laughs) I wish I could just get a little spy cam so I could just show y'all what this nigga be looking like. You know, he's. I anyway, think you just like my eyes, and so it's just because I love you so much, right. and I just don't want nobody <laughs> to take my man. <laughs> no, but I do think he is a little oblivious. But um, I think that I have learned to kind of just, let, you know, like because really, what's going to happen? Is he going to exchange numbers with this bitch in front of me? Like, you know, like if if your man's flirting, you know, like in the end, really, what fucking difference does it make? Like. I mean, there's a respect level. There, to me, there's a certain level of disrespect, right? The respect level. There's right. a certain level of boldness that you have to have for you to try and get a girl's number with your significant other present. Yeah, that would be nice. Right. That that to me tells me that he doesn't care about you anyway. Yeah. So that that's what I'm saying. It's there's the level of like, okay, you've got friends, like you know what I'm saying. Ooh, excuse me. And then there and you're flirting, you know, maybe you got a little kiki here and there. But if your nigga or girl is blatantly disrespectful to you, then, yeah, you need to step back. And that's not somebody that you wanted to be with in the first place. And I think that that's really what it comes down to in all these situations, um, even with the whole like uh, the friendship thing. It's like stop trying to control anybody. Yeah, right. Period. Like I said, this is me talking from a perspective of wanting to be. I'm not there. But realistically, who I'm trying to be, like, stop trying to control things. You cannot control your partner. Your partner was an individual before he or she came into your life. They had their own shit going on. They were their own person. And if they aren't willing to compromise and make changes and naturally fall into a position of just like respect for you, then let it the fuck go. Like we can't keep fighting to change people or to make mold people into this human being that we, this perfect human being that I want for myself. He's going to be like this. He's not going to look at women. He's not going to do it. It's like, girl, if you, you know what I'm saying? If it's like all that for you, then you, you know, whatever happens is going to happen. If the nigga wants to leave you, he going to leave you trying to like put him in a box and tell him that he can't have homegirls. He going to find him a homegirl next week and hide it from you. Like it's, it's going to happen. Like, you know, you can't control that is what I'm saying. If your man doesn't want you and doesn't want to be in that relationship anymore, he won't be, you know what I'm saying? He's going to cheat regardless of whether you think you're controlling his friendships or not. 
it's going to happen. So my point is you might as well just let the birds fly because they're going to fly east. You know what I'm saying? Okay. <laughs> I wouldn't say per se it's going to happen. No, no, no. No, what I'm, no, that's not what I mean. I'm not saying every, every person is going to cheat. What I'm saying is if a man wants to cheat, oh, he's, he's going to cheat. Yeah. You can't stop him. You can't, you can't say, hey, you know what? You aren't going to have friends anymore, so that's going to make you a better man. No, it's not. If he, you're going to tell him he can't have friends anymore, he's still going to do what he's going to do yeah. regardless. He's either going to hide it or it's going to happen a year from now or two years or a couple months from now. You cannot control it. You can't control. If you have an unfaithful man, girl, you have an unfaithful man, period. You trying to make him, make him into this, something that he's not, is not going to work. So if you can't trust him to have friends, then that's just on you. Really? That's on mm-hmm. you. You know what I'm saying? I, I'll add to that though, that it's also the the other individual as well. You have to give some effort to ex- explain to to put people at ease, and that's something that I've I've learned. You know, as we've gone along in the relationship, sometimes it's not as easy as saying, "You know, I never cheat on you, so you shouldn't even be acting like this." But that's what I, that's my whole point is that if he doesn't naturally want to respect you and make you feel comfortable, then right, it should be natural. You know what it I'm saying? Be, yeah, you should, should know. Un- you should want to put me at ease about. Yeah. you know what I'm saying. Getting defensive is is a surefire way to have a lot of issues and a lot of drama. Right. You have to, if somebody is feeling uncomfortable, put them at ease by whatever simple means that you can, just explaining the situation, explaining your mindset, and move on. Right. From that situation, both both parties. And I I really this this is a big one for me. You know, we've all been through some some bullshit in our lives and we've grown from it or are attempting to grow from them. But I really feel like at the end of the day, all you can do is put your best self forward. People are going to do whatever they want to do. And as long as you trust yourself and your judgment, that's all you need. That, those, those are your weapons against people doing bad shit to you. Mm-hmm. You know, because at the end of the day, you'll be protected. And everything's going to be all right. Yeah. The yeah. Only, I, I, really, I truly feel like the only reason why people cheat is because they're not getting everything that they need uh, I, they're not getting because i say that because somebody that. who may be like a serial cheater they're not getting enough in one relationship it's dumb that they continue to get in a relationship i disagree but but think about that from my perspective right somebody who is cheating all the time obviously doesn't need to be in a relationship because they either enjoy the security of the relationship but still love everything else that comes with being free. Mm. So maybe they haven't heard of polyamory or some other shit like that where they can go that route. Or maybe they, they like a certain level of control over somebody and still have their freedom. But at the end of the day, they weren't getting their needs met in that relationship. Mm, I don't know. I mean, uh, I think that some people just get a thrill. <laughs> you think so? Yeah, I th- I do. I think that some, honestly, I think most of society loves to do bad shit. We t- remember when we first started dating, we kind of talked about this and I was just telling you how I just like shit because it's bad because it's wrong. Like that's what makes. No, when you really think about it, think about breasts, think about nipples. You know what I'm saying? And how they're censored and how we're so like Google got like how we fucking flip out like we dicks get hard over nipples. 
Like, do you think little dicks get hard in Africa where titties are swinging? No, because they're not forbidden. <laughs> they're not forbidden. We love shit that's forbidden. It fucking, it turns our notches. How do you say that? It turns Nops. our knobs, whatever. I could have. But I like, and, and me too. There's certain things that just kind of give me a little race. Like I'm not supposed to be doing this. So I kind of want to respond or I kind of want to, oh. Like, but there's a difference between yes. feeling feeling that and then letting it go. Okay. So then there's so, people so with self-discipline. Okay. Okay. So, okay. so that's all that is. But my point is, in the end, is that I think that we all have this thing you know, I mean, I'm not going to say every single person, but in reality, I kind of do think that we all have this a little inkling. Uh, different to, levels. Yeah, different levels of it. But, you know, I'm not going to cheat. I don't care how, you know, tempting certain things may be because it's like, oh, I'm not supposed to do this. It feels racy. It feels fun. It's a thrill. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, I'll never do it. But then there's people who are weak. There's people who don't have self-discipline. There's people who get that thrill and that's what they live for. They don't really live for the relationship. They live for the thrill of like, of the race, of the sex, of the heat, of the fire. That still fits what I feel. How? That, that still says that they're not getting that. So if they were in a relationship where they were getting a thrill at that same level or more, then they wouldn't need to seek <sighs> that thrill in doing okay. stuff outside of the relationship. But I'm talking about a thrill that's wrong, the thrill of doing something wrong. So, I mean, unless you're, you're looking for your partner and it's like. Uh, okay. So say him, the the two people, they like, they, they're having sex out in a public park, you know? Yeah. Okay. There's like things that. like that. That's, that's a thrill. Yeah. Right. That's considered wrong. Sure. That's considered wrong. So <laughs> if, if things like that continually happen in a relationship, he may, he or she may feel like, well, damn, I'm pretty sure I'm not going to be able to get this in anything else. So I'm not going to cheat. Mm, there's millions and millions of people in the world. And although I would like to think that people go, oh, I won't get this anywhere else. So I'm not going to fuck it up. How many people fuck it up? <laughs> like people fuck it up all the time. Y'all tell us how y'all feel about that. So you you feel like it's more so a difference in uh, the level of excitement in, in doing something bad that people decide to say, fuck it when it comes to those type of decisions. Well, okay. I def, I under, okay. Cause don't, I'm not saying I disagree with you yeah, yeah, yeah. in the fact that people aren't getting their needs met, but I don't think that that's the only thing because mm -hmm. I think that someone can be getting their needs met completely. They come home. I mean like everything that they want and desire in a man or woman is right there, but it's just the temptation. It's just the temptation of fucking stepping out that people and like it, I'm just saying, I'm just saying <laughs> yours isn't the only way. That's all I'm saying. I, I got, I need some more feedback from people. Maybe I need to uh, investigate that more because I, I feel like that's the only way, but I can understand why you feel like temptation can be enough. It's sexy, bruh. Why you think all the movies and the TV shows are about cheating? Cause it's like, Ooh, Ooh. Well, why do you think love we drama. love this? Exactly. That's my point. People love drama. People love drama. It doesn't matter if you're happy here. I want to see some shit pop off. Uh, That's not me. I don't watch that bullshit, but I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all stop watching that love and hip hop bullshit and all that other shit. I know it's exciting because they're doing some ratchet ass shit. But all they do is put that bullshit in your head. All it does is tell you, hey, if this happens, I need to react like this. Oh, y'all want to know something? I, me and Snacks were started to watch Power and I couldn't get through the first, first few episode. episodes because I was so hurt about him cheating 
or like hanging out with that girl. I, I mean, I know a lot of you guys watch Power, but this is like literally the beginning of the episode where I think her name was Angel- Angelina. Yeah, wh- whoever, the, whoever his best friend from high school was that yeah. came back in his life and you could tell there was a spark there. It really bothered me. That's how much I couldn't watch it because that shit is, I don't care what y'all say about TV and about music not being influential and getting in your brains. That shit gets into your, your spirit and you start to fucking see that shit in your real life. I don't care what y'all say. Your, your defenses uh, get lowered. So you feel like normally outside of that, seeing that show or, or being influenced by that, you probably wouldn't have looked at something like that as like, damn, I can't believe. You probably would have looked at it like, damn, I can't believe somebody would do something like that. I can't believe he would go that to that level. Right. Right. But because as, as those so characters, much. you know, come become ingrained in your life every mm-hmm. week. I got to see this new episode. What the fuck did this nigga do now? Mm-hmm. They, they come into your family almost. It's normal. It, be, it, you, it, it gets normalized. And then you expect to see it in your own relationships. You know what I'm saying? Eh. And I think that that's what it is for me. I mean, because I done been cheated on and all types of shit at this point. So when I see shows and then I look at me and my, me and Snack's relationship and I'm like, damn, I'm really happy but then I see shows and I'm like, ooh, I don't want to think like this. I don't even want I don't even want this shit in my fucking my vortex. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't want to feel like it's possible from excuse me, for my own life. And that may sound a little extreme to you guys, but I I really believe that this TV shit is fucking damaging to the utmost. I mean, it, it kind of gives you a reason to feel how, how you feel. Or to do things that you feel like are okay because you see it being done, being done, and you see people come out of it. Oh, it'll be okay. It's it's almost like a con- con- uh, conditioning. It is absolutely you know? subconscious conditioning on bullshit and drama. Right. I live for that because it's exciting. Well, maybe you're right. Ex- I am right, nigga. I'm always right. I'm, st- I'm still the- learning that. Just they're they're always right. I, we are. We are always right. Shout out to all the women out there. You guys are <laughs> always uh, right. <laughs> amazing. I mean, you see how he's flirting. He's flirting with y'all through the damn podcast, get out and of he here. can't even lick his lips at y'all. <laughs> Do y'all see what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm just playing. Maybe I just got dry lips. All right, nigga. You do low key got some dry <laughs> ass lips. The hell up, you know I don't. That's why he. Uh, you got some of that lip stuff. That's what he always asking me. Yeah, drink your water, nigga. <laughs> She's a hater. There was this license plate that we saw when we was driving that said, uh, don't hate. Don't hate. That's so corny. But that's what I need you not to do. Anyway, get your shit. Get your na- get your hand nails done. Get your shit together. What time What time we got right now? 39. That's good. I'm feeling that. Nice short one for the people. Um. So, yeah, y'all. Okay. I need you to choose between these four questions. Today, we uh, kept it quick and short for y'all. Like I told you guys, we are getting to the point, you know what I'm saying, of these of these uh, conversations. And um, right now, Snacks is picking the question of the week. Dun, dun, dun. What's it going to be? What's it going to be? Oh, until then, I'm going to sing for y'all. Can you stand the rain? Do-do-do. I shouldn't have picked that song because I don't know it. All right. I got one. Oh, I thought I, it wasn't gonna take that long because I saw this one and I felt it. You felt I it. I saw it and then I went away from it and then it pulled me right back. Like, uh, no, sir, this is the one you're supposed to pick. It's like tarot cards. That's how they do. They pull you. They call you. They say, "Bitch, I got a message for you." That's what happened. You remember I told you uh, last week when we were picking questions, 
I shuffled the cards and then I pulled the first one. It was the first, first week's card question. I pulled again. That was the second week's question. Bruh. How? Because you connected, baby. I be trying to tell you. You know what I'm saying? That's when it feels good. So let me give y'all some, some advice. All right. When you're doing stuff and it's starting to feel good, like you're feeling like the universe is working in your direction, that feeling that you feel when you realize that shit's working for you and clicking, remember that. Ooh. Tattoo that shit to your brain, to your psyche, to your, to everything. Mm. That feeling you feel is what you need to tap into whenever you feel like things are getting out of whack or you just need a pick me up. Remember the feeling when things are going good. And that's what st- restarts that process. Mm-hmm. That's what restarts things happening for you again. You have to embrace that feeling like no other feeling. Yeah, it is the feeling. It's the feeling that you live for. That's your purpose. That's what you're here for is to feel connected to this universe, is to feel joy, is to feel like you are in absolute control of your life. You know, and when you are feeling those feelings of like negativity or like doubt and just, you know, whatever, understand that those feelings are guiding you to the path to show you the things that you really do want and need and appreciate in your life. And that's literally what the contrast is. We've talked about it before. So don't shun the negativity. Don't take the negativity and say, this is life. It sucks. I hate it. Take the negativity and go, oh, this is happening to show me that I want this instead. Or this is, she did this to show me that I'd rather do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's all negativity is. Negativity is the yin and the yang. Well, negativity and positivity. I'm not sure which is one. Which is yang? Anyway. It's all all contrast. It's all contrast, basically. Everything is here. There's a black, there's a white, there's a dark, there's a light. It's real shit, y'all. Y'all have to understand that you ain't going to understand the light if you ain't never seen the dark. (laughs) (laughs) At the end of the day, you just got to ride the wave. You do. Ride the wave, embrace it, love it, hate it everything. And I know y'all have held the, like what Snacks was talking about. I know that you guys have had those moments where it's like, oh shit, I got the job. And then someone paid for my gas. And then my mama decided to, you know, like whatever. I know that you guys have felt those moments. It happens. It's a collection. It's a domino effect because your energy is just rolling and rolling and collecting positive things. And it continues to happen. And then what happens is you have one little negative feeling and you allow that one tiny thing to just blow up and take away all that positivity. And then you spiral out of control. But you have to remember whenever that negative thing comes into play, you go, oh, this is good. This is good what I'm experiencing mm-hmm. right now. It's just showing me the good. That's all it is. This is it's just showing me what I want in in contrast to what I'm experiencing now. And then you use that for everything else in your life. So if you got some some questions that need answering, like you got some people in your life that you don't know whether or not you should keep them around, do you get that positive lovely feeling when you're around them? Mm. When you interact with them? If you don't, well then maybe you need to start investigating that whole situation to see whether you need to cut that or put it to the side until you can come back to it and address it later. Mm, Definitely that people at work, your health, you know, your fitness level, whatever it may be, your relationships, Mm -hmm. you know, it's always about, I think it's really always about being able to come back to it on a different vibration yeah, on a higher vibration. Cause sometimes the vibration that you're at, it, it won't connect well with that negativity. Cause you, you, you can't see it from anything else, but the level that you're at. So sometimes it's important for you to go away, you know, level up and then come back and see the light in those things. 
And that's 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 something that I'm really, really, really learning is that there really is love and God in everybody. Everybody is beautiful. Everybody has positive things about them. I don't care. You can pick the most negative person ever. You can pick Trump, y'all, which is a fucking dick sucker. <laughs> okay. But there's light in him. There's he is the, he is a God body. I don't care what anybody says. He is as white as he is, okay? <laughs> as white and colonial as this man is. Colonizer. He, he is a God body. And uh, ugh, I, I know it, it hurts it to say hurts. It, it's, it's your it's your mental. Yeah. That's affecting you. And, and you know, and we're not we're not on no like Kanye West type. Hell no. I, I love him. Hell because he's no. So great kind of bullshit. <laughs> it's the fact that. It's hard. It is hard. But I understand it. We are all God. We are all gods. All of us. We are all God. Creating whatever we want for ourselves and those around us. So if you are accepting of other people, if you let other people's energy come into you who are on some bullshit, then that's going to affect you that way. Okay. But if you're able to dispel and repel that motherfucking negative energy. We are not preaching. I feel like it. Okay. It's getting heavy in here. It's getting hot. It's getting hot. But yeah, so definitely not, definitely not supporting Kanye right now. And um, if anybody has anything to say about that, especially Jeremiah, who <laughs> swears, you know what? I'm just going to put this quick bar in because I know we, we was trying to make this one short. But for all of y'all that was talking that shit about Kanye and oh, I can't believe him and da da da. And for everybody that posted his music on oh, I just gotta listen on fucking Instagram or Facebook or whatever. I'm this is two big ass middle fingers to y'all. <laughs> yeah, Cause y'all weak as fuck, bro. Y'all are weak as fuck for doing that. I'm so sorry. I I am an avid music listener. I mean, we all are realistically, but I mean, I, I'm a music head. It's like, it, it is me. I, I'm one of those people who ain't a top 40 kind of bitch. I like to fucking, you know what I'm saying? I love my music. I'm a huge Kanye fan. I will not stream his music. I don't give a fuck. I haven't heard it yet. So unless I'm fucking uh, bootlegging it, it's not happening. I will not support Kanye. And that's just what it is. It's tough love. And y'all can say, oh, this is black on black pettiness and we don't support each other. We're not supporting him because this is his time of need. Oh, my God. That's not what it is. At this all. is me saying tough love, Kanye, but I'm not going to give you money to have a platform to talk bullshit. I'm not going to do it. You know how people don't support other black businesses because they feel like, oh, well, they shit kind of looks like shady. It's not up to par. It doesn't look like it has that kind of quality to it. They not So I'm gloves. not going to support black businesses. That's kind of what this situation is. We're not going to support Kanye when he's on some bullshit. Mm -mm. He needs to level up, re-level up, find himself again. I, I heard somebody say after his mom died, he went off the rails and that might be some real shit. It is. That's exactly what it is. I tell everybody who asks me, you can see him coming out. Like, I mean, he's he's obviously been on this spiral. You know, he's been talking his shit, but he still made beautiful genius music. I, I really don't care what nobody says. OK, he's still in all the things that he's said and done in these past years. He, he right now, I feel like his shit is pouring out of him. I really do. I feel like him talking about I'm going to use uh, my mom's doctor for my album cover. Like that was his initial plan to use the mom's, um, the picture, 
of the surgeon who he believes killed his mother as his fuck talking about that's forgiveness, bro. You're, you're spiraling dog. You're spiraling. If you forgave him, you know what I'm saying? You'd move past this right now. This is not, let's not him buying Whitney Houston's bathroom photo to use for fucking, uh, Pusha T's album, bro. Come on now. Like you're just, you're, you just have no level right now. Like you don't got no level of respect. Like you're just, you're just out here trying to do anything. And then people are like, oh, it's not about the money. Yo, let me tell you guys something people. Okay. So I had a conversation with my girl, uh, Kari, the, like when all that shit came out and she was saying how, like, um, is it mental illness or is he just an asshole? And I was just explaining to her that in my, from my perspective, asshole behavior, like doing things for the money is a mental illness. Like the fact that he, like the fact that he has to reach so far in order to get the validation from people in order to get these likes in order to get this money, that is mental illness. And I think that we all suffer from mental illness. I really do on some level. And I'll say that I say this all the time to everybody that we are not living in a world that is natural to our beings. This is not what we were supposed to be doing. You know what I'm saying? This is not comfortable to us. So we are all adjusting and and trying to maneuver through this world. And it is difficult. And in the meantime, we are developing mental fucking illness. It's just on different levels. That's why every time you go to the fucking doctor, they got a new prescription or a new diagnosis for some shit. When in reality, like we're all suffering from anxiety and you know what I'm saying? From the same shit. It's just that people are able to handle it at different levels. So yes, Kanye West, although he is definitely being an asshole, I do think that this is a level of mental illness and I think that he needs love. And I don't think that supporting him at this time financially and giving him streams and just saying, Hey, I'm not strong enough to stand against this is, is right. I don't think it's right. Y'all. I think that if y'all want to help Kanye, I think it's important for us to say, yo, we as black people are going to stand together and show you that, bro, we love you, but this ain't cool. This is not cool. What you're doing. You need to chill. You need to sit down and drink some water and get your black ass away from Kim. Cause she tripping (laughs) (laughs) that whole damn family, that whole fucking damn family. And I know I just talked about everybody being a God body, but they some other kind of bodies because they body's not real. You know what I'm saying? You're an idiot. Okay. Okay. They can't be God bodies because they bodies is not their own. All right. I'm done for the day. That was a whole different direction. I know. And, and I and I had said multiple times that I wasn't going to discuss Kanye on here. And you know me every time he gets, I know I probably get on his nerves because I'll post some shit on Facebook and get into a whole debate with people and it like really riles me up, y'all. I get so frustrated. I had to block a nigga the other day. <laughs> I'm over here sitting on the bed just listening to her. <sighs> I can't believe this motherfucker would say this shit. Like, how how is he dumb? Is he blind? Like, how does he not understand what the fuck I'm saying? Because I'm saying it straight to the point. What's right. going on? I get so, I get riled up like a motherfucker. So I had told myself that I wasn't going to bring this to the podcast because I really honestly don't want y'all's opinion about it. So don't fucking email me <laughs> and tell me how you feel, especially you, Jeremiah. Don't email me about uh, how y'all feel about Kanye and how slavery was a choice because I have my opinion on that and I'm not going to go into it because I don't feel like starting. It's not a two second conversation, but don't email me with your shit. Cause I don't give a fuck. And I'm standing strong with where I feel about this nigga. Kanye, I'm not playing his music, but if you hear me listen to it, it's because I bootlegged it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're done. We're done. 
We got repeat that. Re- oh, did you? I didn't even say it yet. Have- you, you went into <laughs> a whole 15, 20 minute uh, conversation about Kanye. I'm so sorry, y'all. When she gets passionate, y'all, this is what we got to deal with. Uh, I- Don't invite her to the cookout. And talk about Kanye, all right? Don't you invite, never gonna eat. You're not. And don't invite me to the cookout and talk about anything I'm passionate about. You might you might want to get a little list of shit, you know? Like for example, men, fingers and men's booty holes. I get real passionate about that. Or or men with uh, dirty fingernails. Oh, that's real. I let me let me tell you. Men, finger holes, finger holes, <laughs> fingers <laughs> in the booty hole, all men, y'all need to y'all need to let go of your masculinity and experience it. And I'm gonna leave it at that. And for and for men with dirty fingernails, for anybody with dirty fingernails, quit fucking playing me. Okay. <laughs> quit fucking playing me. Look at your hands. Get a napkin. Look at them right now. Get a business card. Clean the shit out. And niggas with long nails, not fucking with you either. Stop playing me and cut them, motherfucker. Bite them, cut them, whatever. It's gross. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it. All right, we're done. Read the question. Hello, random. Read the question. Read the question. This is the question of the week. And I picked this, so I need you guys to respond in droves. Don't leave me hanging, all right? This is what it says. What vulnerabilities are you afraid to share with others who love you? What vulnerabilities are you afraid to share with others who love you? Mm. Mm, I I want to answer right now, but. We're going to wait till next week. Wait until next week. You got a whole week to prepare and to figure out what the hell you want to say. You got a whole week. Think about it. Think about it. Let's be question. Let's be real about this. Be y'all. Real that's, about it. that's a real question. Anytime you talk about vulnerabilities, that's a real ass question. Take a second. Talk about passion. huh? <laughs> These questions, they make me feel life. They, they, they feed me. Okay. And then other people's responses to them feed me. Good. You know? Good. I'm going to say it one more time in case you didn't hear the other two. Okay. What vulnerabilities are you afraid to share with others who love you? Meow. Well, that's the question for the week, y'all. Hit us up. I'm going to shout out all of our fucking info. So if you have a pen or a paper or a phone, write them down. We've got Twitter at The Contrast LA. We've got Instagram at The Contrast LA. You can find us on Facebook at The Contrast LA. And you can hit our email up at connect at the contrast dot LA. Oh, you can also visit our website at www.thecontrast.la. Bow. <laughs> it's pretty fucking simple, bruh. So write that down. You can catch all of the podcasts on our website or on iTunes or on Google Play if you're weak and have an Android. Uh, I'm just, just be playing. nice. Be nice. I'm joking. Halfway. But um, yeah, thanks for being here. We love y'all. Love y'all. I'm hungry. I'm about to go make some tacos. Some tacos with these little sausages, with these little vegan sausages. Mm. Anyways, uh, remember, you're a God body. Remember that universal feeling that you are connected. That's the only feeling that matters. That was bars. I, I appreciate you, you, you for did. that. They're that was great. I love you for that. Oh. Love Woo. you. All right. And remember, you, you are, are unlimited. unlimited. That means you could do anything, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> All right.